Welcome into a Q&A edition of the 5 Foot Nothing, 100 Nothing podcast. I'm your host, and I am 5 Foot Nothing, 100 Nothing. Now, some of you may have just gotten through the Clemson preview with me and my boy Casey the Beef Cregan at From Sluggo. We had a blast with that. We had so much fun that it went so long that we could not do the Q&A. It just, we were pushing an hour and a half, and we were trying to knock it out first thing in the morning. He had work, I had work. The cool thing about outside sales is we were able to make that work in the morning time. But we just didn't have time for the Q&A. So, we're going to have to run it without Casey, unfortunately. But, let's do it. I, I had fun with it last time. I promised you this time. It's just in the second episode. It's another episode. Don't worry, you'll enjoy it. All right. I'm going to skip some of these and save them for the end. Not really going in order. Um, but so many questions about our offense. I'm going to start with my boy Joe. Sp- spreadsheets and scotch. Uh, what, what was the other phrase the other night? Um, tingles and tequila. All right. At fighting... Well, I say F Fighting Irish Faithful. Fighting Irish Faithful is his show. Go check out his podcast. He does a, a great job, a great thing where he, he makes all of his podcasts now spaces. We could all be a part of it. It's awesome. He's way more technical, technically savvy than I am because if I were to attempt to do that, I, it would just sit in the ether. I would no, have no idea what to do. Maybe I can talk to Joe about that. He tried to send me an episode we did together, and I, just, I could not do it, and... I'm, I'm not an IT department, unfortunately. But Joe is at faithful underscore Irish. His show is Fighting Irish Faithful. Twitter, at faithful underscore Irish. And Joe says, should Notre Dame retain Reese as the OC, but hire a new quarterbacks coach? Um, I don't think they should retain Reese as the OC, first of all. Secondly, should they retain him as the OC, finding a new quarterbacks coach kind of then steps on the toes and uh, dismisses Tommy Reese in a way that I don't think that's effective. I don't think you can do that. You know, either he's your OC and quarterbacks coach or he's not. And you can't. Keep on as the OC, but go, hey, we're taking away these duties. Basically, you suck at developing quarterbacks, but your offense is, is awesome. We're going to keep you around. It's If he stays, he's got to do both, and we're going to continue to see what we see because he's been a part of this for so long as a quarterbacks coach for six years, OC for the last three, not great things. So should we retain him as the OC? No, I don't know. I don't know names. I'm not. I don't know names to start dropping on people. 
But other schools seem to have figured out a way to get their offense up and running to the 21st century. It'd be tremendous if we could do that. We're out here running the damn I formation, which I loved. Don't get me wrong. Loved seeing the I formation. Audrey Gestime is a big-ass fullback like Jerome Bettis. You had, I don't know if, I can't remember if it was Diggs or Tyree on the first play. The, the, you got a little, uh, what, Ricky Waters feel to it. Uh, Ray Zellers, Lee Becton. Just pick and Mark Edwards, and I think Lee Becton also. Uh, just pick your favorite fullback running back combo. We had it out there. Tremendous. You realize I just referenced a bunch of dudes from the late 80s, early 90s? That's that's where offense is. We have to do that because we can't do what today's college football offenses are doing. So, no, I don't want to retain him as the offensive coordinator. Again, don't know who you put in there, but it's it's not it's not working. It's just not working. The things that should work don't work. Like sure, maybe you run into a defensive coordinator that figures your your scheme out, figures what you're what you're doing. But we're not even good at the parts that should be scripted and mostly successful. So many teams start out hot, boom, 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 because they know what you can do or can't do. I guess would be a good way to look at it. You know, defensively, Tommy Reese should be sitting there going, "Okay, they're susceptible to this, this, and this. Here's what we're gonna do the first drive. We're gonna run these plays, and they're gonna work, and we should go straight down the field and get points." No, we don't. I don't get it. So if you're not even good at that part, why am I want to bring you back when you're not good at the other parts? Identifying what your personnel can and can't do. Identifying that a certain plays and formations and otherwise can be utilized to set up something else in the future. It, I'm tired of griping about things. And even when things are working, there's an active effort to stop it yourself. Don't let the defense stop you. Stop it first. I. No, no, no. I'm. I hope. Reese, he's a Notre Dame guy. This isn't about him as a person. It's about him as a coach. And an offensive coordinator. Maybe the NFL saw some really fantastic things he's doing this year. Take him. I. I encourage you, NFL, come find Tommy Reese. We'll help him pack. I promise. So, should we Notre Dame retain Tom Reese? No, we should not. Should we hire a new QB coach? Well, if they don't retain him, I say go for both. If we do not retain Tom Reese, go for a new quarterbacks coach and a offensive coordinator. Don't be, have them be one and the same. Uh, I think that could could be a good thing. So, we'll see. All right. And uh, my buddy, I don't even know his name, but Clutch Sports ND at Clutch Sports ND. He asked a question that I squeezed into the last episode, the one before I did with Beef, where we forgot to, or not forgot, but didn't have time to do all this. Um, he throws another question out there. I, I do like this one. Will Pine become a hero or a villain on Saturday? What does he need to accomplish to become the hero? Will running more RPO and play action help the offense succeed in the pass game? Okay. Will he become a hero or a villain? <clears throat> this is relative. 
if he here's the thing, if he becomes the villain, what it means is we gave him way too many opportunities to become the villain. And I just don't think that's a formula for success. We're we're not he shouldn't have the opportunity to become the villain. Will he be the hero? And that's the thing, that's a, the beauty of this question and what I'm thinking is he doesn't need to throw the ball 25, 30 times to be the hero. He can still throw the ball 10, 15, maybe closer, like 19 times like he did last game. But he's got to be completing, you know, 12, 13, 14 of those passes, not 9. And he has just a couple big passes. You know, I know it's not going to be 40-something points like Ian Book did back in 2020 against Clemson. It's not going to be that high-scoring game. But think of the book pass to Avery Davis. That was so huge. He almost forgot about it. I don't even remember Ian Book's stats for that game. I do know he made that pass, and that was awesome. So if Pine just has one of those moments, and Notre Dame comes away with a win, he's absolutely a hero. Now, if he has one of those plays, and we don't quite win, uh, I still think there's an opportunity for Drew Pine to make us feel different. But on the villainous side, it's... That would be on Tommy Reese, honestly. If he becomes the villain, that's on Tommy Reese for forcing him to drop back 25, 30 times, knowing full well that is not the formula for success. So they can, you know, walk to the uh, guillotine together for that move. All right, now what does he need to accomplish to become the hero? I think I, I answered that with I mean, what I said. He just needs to do what he's capable of. And that's not throw 25, 30 times. It's throwing a, a safe amount of times and utilizing all of your receivers. And when I say the pass, like book to Davis, um, you notice I didn't say book to Mayer every single time. Uh, well, I don't think... Did he book have Michael Mayer as an option? Yeah, I guess... Books last year, Mayor's first year. Anyway, Drew Pine needs to understand that Michael Mayer is a great, 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 great weapon. But he's not your only weapon. You know, like, you can't just fire all your bullets at the, the same place and be mad that they, they figured it out. You know, again, I'll keep saying it. All the receivers have shown they have ability. Are they getting open every play? I I can't see that. I don't have the all 22. I don't know. But there are people analyzing the game, reviewing the game play by play, and pointing out that, yes, in fact, other players are open. And he's just not even looking at them. In fact, when he threw the pick to Mayer against Syracuse, excuse me, in quadruple coverage, there was an opportunity for a check down. Is that the the fancy fancy play? Is that the the razzle dazzle play? No, but it's the right play, and there was plenty of room for him to do it. Another thing he's got to do is if he has, you know, I what feels like thirty seconds in the pocket. It's really four or five, but that's a very long time in football. He's got to make a decision. If you're not seeing anything, whether it's right or wrong, 
You know, maybe you should be seeing something, but you don't. He's not immobile. He's not he's not Tyler Buckner, no. He's not Lamar Jackson, obviously. But he's sure as hell more mobile than Jack Cohn or, you know, they go the other end of the spectrum, like a Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. Drew Pine can move. He's got to make a snap decision and run and take off. We have to. You have to gain yards when they're available to you. It doesn't have to be the play you want it to be. Just do what's available. Clutch also asks, will more RPO play action help the offense? Yes and no. Because here's the thing. It should. It should help the offense. You should be able to set up a run game where you're running the ball. Uh, if you've already listened to me and Beef preview this thing, I'm saying 35, 40 times. You know, if you're if you're running the ball that many times, a play action should freeze the defense. An RPO should give them hesitation. A fake jet sweep to Lindsey, um, even the short yardage, a Mitchell Evans tight end sneak, play with that. Here's the thing. Outside of the Evans sneak, because I don't know what the plan is, I'm still thinking you pause, scoot over, boom, direct snap to Pine. Or Evans takes it himself. I'm not sure. But the other ones puts the ball in Pine's hand. So will RPO and play action work? It should. But again, we have to trust that Drew Pine's going to make the right read because you can run play action and RPO exactly the way you want to, if Drew Pine's not going through his progressions and doing his part, it, it's almost it's almost irrelevant. So, will it help them succeed? It should. That's that's a sucky answer, Clutch. I get it, but I I can't say yes. I can't confidently say yes when we've consistently seen opportunities for Pine, whether it's out of the RPO play action or just straight drop back, to find open receivers, and he he doesn't. So, if he's seeing the field the way he's supposed to see the field, by all means, yes, it will. But I can't say yes. I'm going to say should. It It should help. Uh, Nelson, I'm coming back to you because you're making jokes on here. All right, Reggie Sam, he's he's my guy. He, He comes through. He's super supportive. You know, and he's even reached out to me personally. See if he can help in any way. And, uh, man, I thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. Because there is some stuff I'd like to do. If this keeps growing, man, I'm literally, I am a microphone with an iPhone with an adapter hooked to the microphone. I, this is so low budget. I'd like to do more things. Um, You know, easier said than done, right? But thank you, Reg, for reaching out. Um, he's got a couple questions, and go for it. Bring all the questions. Um, at Regisam42, I hope I'm saying that right. Correct me if I'm wrong, Reg, but it's at R-E-G-I-S-A-N 42. So I'm saying at Regisam42. Two questions. First, will Reese and the offense be able and willing, that's key, will the offense be able and willing to overcome and adapt? whatever Clemson throws at them. Or will Reese dig his feet in the dirt, bingo board in hand, and do whatever he wants? Ridge, that is the question I 
asked and answered and went in circles with beef this morning. I I kept circling back to, like, we can say all these great things and think we see all these great things, which I'm confident we are seeing. But will, will Tommy do that? Or will he pull out his bingo board, get his bingo bag, pull out a ball, say, oh, I got to run that play. Or will he look and, and cut the middleman and just say, nope, this this is a bingo space I've got to have. Got to have this one. Let's run it. I don't know. Like, th- this do-what-he-wants offense just isn't working. It, and in college, you're not going to get – top-level athletes across the board, even at Georgia and Clemson. I mean, look, Alabama, They Saban wants to be a run first. He wants to play old-school football. Guess what? He realized that wasn't the future of college football, and he adapted. Why, why can't we adapt to what skill sets our players have? You got me. So will they be willing to over- – Able and willing to overcome and adapt whatever Clemson throws at them. I hope so. And it you're gonna figure you're gonna see it real quick. I'll see it real late. I'll see it the next day. But you guys will see it real quick. What kind of penetration is the Clemson D line getting? Are we able to run the ball effectively? Does that mean six yards of carry like Florida State? I don't know. Does it mean we're going to run like we tend to do in these big, big games for like two yards a carry? God, I hope not. But if we can move the ball on the ground effectively, that should open Reese's eyes that we can throw a little play action like Clutch was asking, RPO. But if they're getting a little bit of penetration, it's not as easy. Dude, throw a screen. Get get right behind that D-line. Make that happen. You know, uh, if they're getting pressure, again, True Pine has mobility. He's not in cement shoes, but he's not Tommy Reese. I keep, I keep glossing over the obvious one. He's not Tommy Reese. He can run. Tommy Reese, may I remind you, when he was on campus, well, I'm not blowing his cover. He's, he's figured it out. He's doing okay in life. Outside of calling Notre Dame games <laughs> as an offense coordinator, but Pine is not Reese. May I remind you, Tommy Reese was caught at a on-campus party. I believe it was on-campus, but at house party while he was in college, he tried to run from the campus security and was caught. That's how lightning quick Tommy Reese is. He's getting caught by campus security. So, Drew Pine is not you. Understand that and maybe move the pocket for him. If they're getting penetration in some capacity, there's so many different things you can do. And if it's not in your playbook or Drew Pine's not capable of it, we have bigger problems than Clemson being a little bit too close to us in the backfield. So, uh, Reg, I know, uh, and I'm giving you kind of these vague answers, but it's just what do we expect? Who knows? Notre Dame's offense is so up, down, backwards, sideways, makes no sense. 
So will they be willing and able? I honestly haven't seen it yet. So I'm reluctant to say, yeah, we're going to we're gonna acknowledge that this isn't working. we got to do that. His pivot points and ability to adapt and adjust are, are so minimal. So we'll see. I hope when I watch on Sunday, I, I'm excited to be proven wrong in everything I just said about the adjustments. Second question from Redisam. What kind of monster game does the defense need to have, such as turnovers, sacks, interceptions? The showdown on Saturday looms ever closer, and I'm going to tell you this. Tigers haven't fared well historically against the Irish in November. And then Nelson Wilhite, I'll get to your question. He commented that the Tigers actually won and won in South Bend in November. And we're about to be one and two according to Regisand. But back to the question. What kind of monster game is defensing to have? Um, I said this this morning, just a few hours ago, with Casey. I think Notre Dame wins 24-20 with the idea that we get another blocked punt or just a special teams something, steal a possession, and we get an interception. Um, and if you haven't listened yet, or already have, I'll say it again though, we have as many blocked punts as we do turnovers this year. That's insanity. I love it. Brian Mason figured out that that matters. Like, I I think it was the broadcast, Notre Dame Syracuse, it might not have been, but nonetheless, I heard this, and I mean, it makes so much sense, and it makes no sense that Brian Kelly and Brian Polian gave two shits about it. If I had told you Forget, forget, just go blank right now. Like Mitch Hedberg once said, forget everything you know about mattresses. So I did. Forget everything right now. If I had told you there's an element of the game of football that has the ability to impact the field position by 40 to 50 yards every single time it comes up, would you consider that to be valuable? to work on, to emphasize, to perfect. If there was an element of the game, every time it came up, had the ability to impact the game by 40 to 50 yards, would you give a shit about it? <laughs> yeah? I think so. That, sound, that sounds pretty damn important. What is it? The punt. The punt. If you can block it, if you can return it, if you can affect the punter's ability to get off a clean punt you can affect the game by 40 to 50 yards and with our fucking offense you don't think that's important brian kelly and brian pulling the the two brians then we got a brian mason the third brian figured it out two brians don't make a right one brian makes it correct so with our ability to actually do something brandon joseph actually returning punts and doing something. Has he broken one yet? No. But is it something that is like on the cusp of happening? I think so. We obviously know how to block punts. We've done it a variety of different ways. So, and you don't you think Clemson's not going to be prepared for that? I think they will be. However, it seems like Brian Mason's pretty clever and finds a way to work around whatever you're doing to make his desires work he his desire is to block your punt and we've done it five times that's incredible 
So from that regard, which I know it's not the defensive special teams, but still, that's important. And then turnover, sacks, interceptions. Um, DJU can move, guys. He's big. He's hard to bring down, but he can run. He's not, he's not elusive, but he can move. We're going to have to get pressure on him, but he's not going to be where, like, you need a spy. We just have to get, get in his face and make him uncomfortable, and maybe we can force an interception or something. But we also can't send these that blitzes that don't get home and just leave the middle of the field wide open. That's not going to be a formula for success. Let's not do that. What do you say? So I do think, to answer your question, what kind of monster game? Um, you know, it's, DJU's only been sacked 12 times, guys, mind you. That's basically, you know, one in, what, a, 1.2 times a game? Was he one a game? A little bit more than one a game? Whatever. Uh, like two, three sacks and an interception. I think that would be good. And then Rick mixing the special teams, steal a possession, and now we're now we're cooking with freaking gas. Now we got a fire going, so that that's going to be a big deal. Uh, so I want to see that. All right, now we're going to circle back to two questions that you guys are funny. All right, Nelson Wilhite at N. Will hit, as in Nelson will hit you. Maybe talk shit about Clemson. I don't know that to be sure, certain, but he might. I don't know. But at N W I L L H I T, at N will hit. But it is Nelson Wilhite, and he asks, because I asked you guys to bring me questions, and I said there are no dumb questions. Unless you ask. Will Shipley, if he was ever recruited by Notre Dame. And Nelson chimes in when, wasn't Will Shipley recruited by Notre Dame? Actually, yes, yes, he was. He very much was. We, uh, we really, 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 really went after him. And then COVID happened. And yes, I'm blaming COVID for everything I can blame COVID for. So I blame COVID for Will Shipley being in this orange-looking jumpsuit, traffic cone looking thing and not in a beautiful gold helmet with the prettiest blue you've ever seen and if they wear green they'll be even better on Saturday just saying um, yeah Will, Nelson Wilhite Will Shipley was recruited by Notre Dame <clears throat> almost exclusively to the point where we didn't really have a fallback plan kind of rough, rough go of it but he's a good kid I thought his answer to that question when asked by a reporter was awesome and hilarious. And if you're hating on the kid because he was a smartass, get over yourself. Sarcasm lives, breathes, and runs through my body like you wouldn't believe. Love sarcasm. So his answer was tremendous. Um, but yeah, he, he, he most certainly was recruited by Notre Dame. We didn't get him. All right, and coming up on 30 minutes, good time, good good length for a Q&A. We're going to finish with my co-host for this morning's episode, he asked, plain and simple, pineapple on pizza, yay or nay? Now, a lot of people were not a fan of this. Just saying. They felt like this is 
What are you doing? And you know what? They're right. Pineapple on pizza is is very taboo. And you put ham with it. What are we doing? You know, and if you went back, and I said earlier, ha, look at this. I can go back and edit my podcast without actually editing it. I said episode nine was Snow Day with Beef. Episode five was Snow Day with Beef. Uh, Where you really just, that's me and him reminiscing about being in New Jersey in the same time. So we grew up in Jersey. He's Italian. I'm mostly Italian. Despite my love for the fighting Irish and drinking Irish things and whatnot. But point being is we grew up in the Northeast. We know what pizza is. And we know what it isn't. Okay. And as and he agrees with me. I reached out to him specifically about his question. And as two Italians who love pizza and Italian food. We gotta say, pineapple on pizza? With ham? Absolutely! That's delicious! Have you ever had it? If you haven't had it, you gotta try it. It is amazing. I order it as, I say as often as I can. Problem is, my kids don't like it. So I gotta end up with your normal pizza. You know, pepperonis or sausage or, you know, uh, we try to do the Supreme where you throw some veggies on it. But nobody loves the pineapple on ham like I do. And so does beef. It's tremendous. So, if put it this way, if two Italians from Jersey are putting their stamp of approval on a pineapple and ham pizza, you go get yourself a pineapple and ham pizza and enjoy the living shit out of it. Because it is delightful. And fold it in half and eat the crust. Alright? That's proper way to eat a pizza. Fold that shit in half, eat the crust. All you crust-leaving fools, send me your crust. Well, that that could go south pretty quick. But I, I'm the crust eater in my I swear, I don't understand why kids don't eat the crust. Like, what are you even doing? The beauty of pizza is there's nothing left. You can grab a slice. You don't even need a plate. Just grab a slice, fold it in half, and when you're done with it, there's nothing left. It's gone. There's no trash can needed. You are the trash can. It all goes in. So, pineapple on pizza, yay or nay? Yay, 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 yay. 100%. And that was, see, I need more of those types of questions to wrap it all up. We talk serious. We talk about how Tommy Reese may or may not figure this shit out. Uh, should he even come back? You know, what kind of defense do we need? And we wrap it up with pineapples on pizza. So, there you go. Maybe... When we all celebrate Notre Dame beating Clemson, we'll order a pineapple and ham pizza. In fact, this this will happen because I know how to do it. Well, I'm hoping in Casey Cregan's fancy life on an island in Defusky, South Carolina, he can get pizza delivered. Because if Notre Dame wins, because I know he'll appreciate it. He He's such a good dude. Like, guys, he, he's he's such a great, great guy. I'm going to send him a pineapple and ham pizza if Notre Dame wins. But maybe he should send me one if Notre Dame loses. Because I would love a pineapple and ham pizza delivered to my front door. I will not be mad. 
I will eat the crap out of it. All right, thank you. That was a 30-minute Q&A with yours truly. Five for nothing, a hundred nothing. And that will be the last podcast before Saturday. I, I didn't forget anything else. Covered all my bases. Thank you all for tuning in again. You guys are awesome. Thank you. You're gonna show you can show your appreciation for me by going to Saturdayscount.com, putting in the promo code ND5 and getting a 40% off your order t-shirt from Only So Many Saturdays. Only so many Saturdays, make them count. Gotta make this one count. Next time you hear from me, it'll be on Twitter. You will see my, as Craig would say, my pearly whites on Saturday doing some car bombs. Thank you guys. Go Irish, beat Tigers. Five for nothing, hundred nothing, out.